0: On the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, this is the Captain's Corner. Here are your hosts, John Parker Wilson and Rashad Johnson. Everybody back, this is the Captain's Corner podcast. We're on the Alabama Insiders on your favorite podcast platforms. That's where you can search for us. I'm John Parker Wilson, always joined by the R- man Rashad Johnson. What's up, man? Not much, bro. How you been? Man, I could be doing better now that we're back in the studio after 2-0 and right now.
1: Yeah, living good.
0: Last game, Alabama 62, New Mexico State 10. But before we get to it, we want to thank... Our partners in this uh, podcast is brought to you by U.S. Wellness Meats. Our animals eat right, so you can too. Check them out at uswellnessmeats.com. And don't forget to use promo code BAMA to get Bama. 15% off your order. BAMA. Check it out. we get got a big... A big box waiting on us. I'm going to get on the grill this weekend. Oh, I can't
1: wait, bro. I took a little peek in there. Chicken, apple, sausage. I'm
0: pretty excited. There's a big old bone-in filet. Yeah,
1: that's my my breakfast of choice.
0: Sunday when we get back, hopefully celebrating the third win from Alabama. We'll dig into it. No doubt. But let's kind of recap uh, the game against New Mexico State first. Big win coming off week two. Home opener for a lot of these guys. What'd you think overall from you know offense, defense, special teams, just the whole package?
1: Man, I thought it was a, a tremendous day. Um, I think we did exactly what we were supposed to do. You know, week one uh, we started off a little fuzzy in the Duke game. Didn't start the way most of us would think that that game would start. But man, we didn't waste no time here. Very first play, Henry Rugs, you know, catches the swing route, which was uh, eventually ruled as a run because it was a lateral pass. I Hate that, by the way. Ah, man, that's terrible. I know, man, but it was kind of running threw it behind the line, man.
0: I went back and watched it. It was clearly <laughs> Right a on the line? It, no, was it was clearly good. a lateral. Yeah. And as a quarterback, I'm always asking for extra I need those yards. yards. That was like
1: 75 yards. 75
0: yards. I mean, that would have taken two. Uh, he finished the game for 227 yards, so that would have put him at 302 yards. That would have been a – anytime you hit over three bills is a
1: good day. It's always a great day. And, I mean, this guy, Henry Ruggs, he was running 23 miles hour on that play. It got it from the catapult that all of the players are now using this new technology that, you know, lets us know if guys are working too hard during practice, how fast they're really they're really working and how fast they're running to, you know, gauge their output. But, man, 23 miles an hour? its fast. Oh, my God.
0: So That's over the speed limits. and, and Yeah, most school districts. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, it was awesome, you know, to watch these guys dominate the way they did early on. Um, thought Tua looked great um, throwing the ball around the park. Jerry Judy was as special as ever. Um, and what I really enjoyed, man, was watching our defense, that defensive line. Um, they did exactly what they're supposed to do. They dominated the front. Raekwon Davis and DJ Dale lived in the backfield. Um, the other, list pass. Saturday and you know what it's going to come down to that same thing leading up to this next one so I'm glad they were able to get their footing um, and play a great game up front uh, because it's going to be some momentum that they're going to need to build off of
0: yeah and I think you know Raekwon finished the day with six tackles he had one solo one tackle for loss but man I think that, that was kind of one of the things we talked about coming in the first game against Duke was Raekwon was very candid in his comments coming in saying hey I didn't play the way that our standards were set for myself and, and also for the program, played good against Duke. But, man, he lit it up. His engine was running the whole entire time against New Mexico
1: State. Oh, man, all day long. Like I said, he, he lived in the backfield as, as he should. And when, And when he wasn't making the play, he was doing exactly – what he was supposed to do taking on two blocks at a time and we're seeing christian harris and our buddy shane lee fly around as well as xavier mckinney who comes down in that box who played a lot more closer to the line this week he was all over the line yeah and it was it was a dime personnel you know uh new mexico state they came out with with the doubles look Uh, we call that you know 10 personnel so four wide receivers no one attached in the box with that you have to take out a linebacker and put a db in position now that has to play that linebacker position and xavier McKinney is that guy for us and he came down in the box and led the team in tackles with eight tackles again this week man and i've I've said it early on man he's an alpha um and, and you're gonna see that each and every week by the way that he plays he just plays with that tenacity and, and just passion for the game, man. I, I love being around him. I'm telling you. He did it last
0: year. He yeah. was just kind of – he flew under the radar a little bit with Deontay Thompson, uh, with the other guys around there, with, you know, Quentin Williams got all the attention last year. But, right. Man, Xavier McKinney, he's a guy to me that can do it both. He can play deep when you want him to. Yeah. He can come down and stop the run.
1: Man, he's a good blitzer. Great player, he man. He times it up. I mean, you got to compare him to, you know, like a Landon Collins type guy. You wow. know what I mean? Him him and Landon have, have very, very similar – similar skill sets, man. And uh the sky's the limit for him. He he was in there today, you know, middle of the day watching film. And I mean that's why you're so great. You know, it, it's no secret to it that we're talking about Ray Corn Davis and we're talking about Xavier McQueeny and we're talking about Jerry Judy and two and those guys having great games. That's because they prepare well. You know, a lot of these, you know guys and and people believe that you can just show up and get it done but no we're talking about you know juniors and seniors guys that has been around for a while that understands that preparation you know is is the important part before you go out and perform and if you don't prepare well you can't perform the way that they're performing so we we know during the week that they're doing a great job and this is as big a week as ever man to make sure that you're performing performing properly you know heading on the road
0: yeah I agree for me the preparation was where you really didn't have to think on Saturday. So if you do what you're supposed to do Monday through Friday, you show up on Saturday and you're just reacting. No doubt. Right? You've watched all your film. Yeah. You've taken care of your body, which is probably one of the biggest things mm-hmm. is getting ready to play. It's still week two, but that'll become more, you know, paramount later on in the season. But when you're, when you're timing up snaps, when you're going off offensive linemen in the backfield, like he is probably a lot of DBs don't watch past, protection from offensive line. It seemed like he's – did you ever do that? I mean, how – you blitzed a lot. You were safety that you were just like him. You could do it all. How do you get ready to to get in the box like that? Stop a run and guard against the pass. It's just extra study, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of extra studying, um, but it also just I, I go back to the eye discipline that helps you in understanding, you know, your run pass read that you're trying to get in that moment. But I, it it is preparation. I mean, you go and you watch film. You saying like Xavier McKinney when he blitzes. We're gonna get an opportunity to see him blitz a little later here on film, man. And he rolls off of. It. He knows exactly when that snap count is coming, and that comes from watching film. You know, different teams nowadays they'll clap their hands you know when it's going to be a snap so he's timing it on the snap other teams you know if they're in an away stadium like new mexico state was they were probably turning in and the guard is tapping the center to let them know that hey the the quarterback's ready for the snap because you can't hear it no so he's looking at that he's finding those small keys that you can watch on film that nobody even looks at and thinks matters but those things man they give you that extra step because at the end of the day as we all know man it's a game of inches it's a game of inches and he yeah, does, he does a great job of of taking advantage of of the film study and applying it on on Saturdays for sure.
0: Yeah, he had a pretty good stat line: six tackles, one forced fumble, one quarterback hurry coming from a secondary spot. We are gonna watch him film on that. You can check uh, it out at JP Wilson fourteen
1: is my social media tag. Check me out at Rashad Johnson twenty six on Instagram and just Rashad Johnson on Twitter.
0: So we got it. We got a lot of stuff coming on social media. Pretty cool. We're here in the studio where Coach Saban does his uh, weekly show. We've got a nice video digital board where we can draw on, and we're going to dissect some plays just like we would if we were if we were in the film
1: room getting ready for a game. Yeah, no doubt. Get a chance to look at it, you know, see what the defense was was showing the offense before the play was snapped, and then see what the offense saw after the ball was snapped because they're going to get two totally different pictures from our defense, and you're going to see that's that's what caused the mistake by the quarterback um, when we get a chance to check out this film. But it's a lot of fun just to diagnose it and talk X's and O's, man. And I'm really enjoying, you know, the, the podcast now, We're on episode five, getting a chance, man, just to talk ball. I mean, how great is that?
0: It is. And we want to hear all y'all's feedbacks, tweet us. Uh, We're on Facebook, Instagram, everything. So let us know what you want to hear. We're here having fun. We want you to have fun with us. This is kind of cool, though. I look forward to it every week. We're in here trying to get this out on Wednesday, usually for everybody. And what better to talk about Alabama ball, especially when we're winning? 2-0, it's a pretty good start.
1: No doubt. It's it's no better time than now. I mean, we're 2-0, like you said. Great start. And and, and it's getting – even hotter around the building. You know what I'm saying? The SEC play, SEC play is heading our way now with South Carolina heading. You know, we're going to South Carolina this week. I mean, it's going to be, you know, a lot, a lot of energy going into this one because everybody believes this is going to be our first big test. I no, mean,
0: There's no doubt about that, but you're not talking about like hot, the heat, right? Because there's been a lot of people talking about the midday kickoff.
1: Uh, not the heat I'm talking about okay. just like the energy level like you know there, there, there's a there's a energy level and there's like a a heightened awareness and focus and just like excitement about this week I mean I, yeah Duke was was a was the first game there was excitement there you know New Mexico State yeah I'm playing at home there was excitement there but as we all know I mean when we walk into SEC play this is where you really get an opportunity to establish your identity who you are the whole world is watching you know and these games I mean they all matter but these games really really matter because you know the guy across from you has equal talent to you so you have to bring your best each and every week or you can end up losing in this sec you know play that we we do week in and week out and i mean we all know that i mean it was it 2010 the last time we went to south carolina and you know pleasantly you know didn't leave out of there with a a happy happy smile on our face man so this is the opportunity now knowing where we're heading to you know will must champ uh coach team. He, he knows Coach Saban well. He's going to know what our defense does because they run the exact same type of things. So we're going to see some new wrinkles, some things that are going to probably trip us up early on, throw us off balance, because he knows exactly what we're doing, exactly how we're trying to do it, and he's going to have a little insight to that. So this is going to be, early on, I, I expect us just to, you know, teeter with the fight, those first couple rounds of the fight, and then you'll start seeing us through our blows, you know, late in the first quarter, second quarter, as, as we do once we feel the fight out.
0: Yeah, but I think heading into this game, I. I, I I like where the mindset of the team is because yeah. it is, like you said, heightened awareness coming to an SEC. But you have to do the things right against Duke, and against, especially against New Mexico State, yeah. getting ready for it. Because if you, 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 we know you just can't show up. For I mean, sure. We were on a team in 2007 that lost to L- Louisiana Monroe. Probably one of the darkest times here at Bryant Denny Stadium when they came in and beat us, and we let them beat us, or they beat us. That was an ugly night. But you you got to do the things the right way, and and I think that goes that really points to leadership. Yeah, and and that was you know something that not just Coach Saban, but everybody stressed the whole year was, hey, we got to get our minds right, we got to get physically ready to play, which we know Scott Cochran's going to get everybody ready to play, no doubt. But, But mentally, you just can't show up against anybody and have the day they did. I mean, we just talked about it, you know, the production that everybody had on offense, 62 points, two going over 227 yards. Keelan Robinson's a guy. He led the team in rushing, only five attempts. But Jerry Judy, I mean, you just don't show up and get 100-yard games. He had eight catches for 103 yards, three touchdowns. They just get stronger. But it, to me, it was the it was the proper mindset because it was hot. It was miserable oh my for God, everybody. Oh, God, I melted on the sideline. Thank you, guys. I was up in the booth, so it was <laughs> – we had a fan, but it was blowing hot air, so it was kind of. It, you know,
1: it, was, it was like the oven. It was like the, the oven. oven the oven. Man, the worst. I went in and got me a couple of chews at halftime, a couple of those energy chews, and like one of those shots, those energy shots in the Rice crispy bar. Did you get an IV? I, I didn't get an IV. I let the players get the IV. I didn't think I sweated enough for that. But, man, when I tell you, I pigged out and got my energy back right. Were you an
0: IV guy playing, though?
1: I, I really wasn't. I was never really an IV guy, man. I kind of was the guy that I would, I would hydrate beforehand. I was the Pedialyte guy. Mm. I enjoyed the Pedialytes, man, before the game. So a couple of days before a game, if I knew it was going to be hot and you know, and humid like this one was Saturday, then you're gonna see me coming home drinking a couple pediolites. It's been times where I came home and my mom would be in town, or auntie, or family member they're like, "Baby, you okay? You sick? Why you got Pedialyte?" And I'm like, "Nope, it's gonna be hot. Pre- I'm trying, I'm, proper try, I'm trying, proper preparation. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to hydrate myself, mom. It's okay." Now you got, <laughs> now
0: you got a two year old. You got Pedialites all over the house.
1: I know, right? I got an excuse to drink Pedialyte for a living. The Grape, went bad. I was a big grape fan. I, yeah, the grape. You know, it ain't, it ain't never whatever flavor it is like grape red. Purple. is purple. Purple, purple one. That's that, right.
0: Okay. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah. I like like it, Kool-Aid, man. Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'm a bit, you know what I had? I had a uh, Gatorade in the can this weekend. Okay. You, oh, so man, it's been a while since i seen the Gatorades in the can. I, I know I was I was out on the golf course playing and they had them there. It was so it was it was the best thing ever.
1: How did you shoot them? If you don't mind me asking, are we even talking about that?
0: It, it was okay. Okay, not not the best round of a couple weeks ago, though. Um, I did have a double eagle, my first double eagle ever. Oh, okay. Which is pretty rare. That it's, is banging. It's more rare than a hole-in-one. I didn't know. I had to Google it when I got done playing. So, it was um, – That's your shoulders off, it was man. A, it was I got you. A, it was a lucky <laughs> shot, you know. It was a, It was. It that was. That was me
1: hitting the mic after I dusted the shoulders off. I apologize. But you, you've picked up the game, huh? I have. I picked it up, man. I'm just – I'm average. You know, I'm kind of working with my athleticism and – you know, trying to not hit the ball so hard. That's and, the thing. You know, you, just let the club do the work. They keep telling me that. You got to hit down yeah. on the ball for it to go up. Go up. That, it doesn't make sense, yeah, right? Yeah, it's all backwards for me, man. I guess it's kind of like backpedaling and covering guys. Well, like we why can, why we did can I go go and go and play, backwards?
0: We can go out <laughs> and play sometime. Just make sure you bring your checkbook, and we'll be, we'll be ready to go.
1: Man, cash out. We don't checkbook no more. <laughs> Come on, JP. I'm going to
0: get you in 2019. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, it's, the checks aren't safe anymore.
1: No, you're right. But we digress. <laughs> But that, that's a cool thing about doing a podcast is we can talk about whatever we want to. We right? can talk about whatever, in, including what we can talk about here. Um, are you on a mission for prime nutrition and more flavor for your food? U.S. Wellness Meat specializes in grass-fed and grass-finished beef, lamb, and bison. They also offer pasture-raised pork, free-range poultry, and wild-caught seafood. Grass-fed and pasture-raised meats are loaded with omega-3s, vitamins, and minerals. You can have sustainably raised meat from family farms delivered deliver right to your door for free. Try it for yourself by using the code BAMA to save fifteen percent off your order. Browse over 400 flavored, hundred flavor-packed, all-natural foods at uswellness.com.
0: Love it. We got it. We got it waiting on us. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be so I'm gonna good. Get in there on Sunday. I'm
1: gonna go and barbecue. And you you talked about it earlier. You 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 were an Arizona guy, so yeah. you you are into the grass fed. All I love natural. it, man. I, yeah, it's 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 the new wave. I mean, you, what you put in your body, your 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 it's self fuel. health, your self health is the most important thing that you can do. And what you're fueling your body with is what's going to give you the energy today to day. And I mean, I didn't know much about this. Let me tell you, man. So I was here in the south. You know, I grew up in the South and nothing wrong with that and the food that we ate here, but once I transferred out to Arizona, man, I got introduced just to a no a totally new aspect of of how you eat, what you're taking in your body, and everything was out there it was grass-fed, you know, it was free-range, it was wild caught. I mean, and it was lean. It helped me stay lean. It, it kept my energy up. The omega threes, great for inflammation. You know, guys who are who who are former players, or even just as you get older, everybody has inflammation in their body. These omega threes are great for those type of things. So I, I'm excited, man, to dive into this U, U.S. Wellness Meets, man, and, and and talk about it next week for sure. Looking forward to it. check them out at
0: uswellnessmeets.com. Remember to enter promo code BAMA to save up fifteen percent on your order. Looking forward to that. Also looking forward. The head of Columbia, South Carolina, Ooh, the Gamecocks.
1: Man, and what about these game records
0: that well, they have? Well, before we get to that, okay. the first thing that came to my mind. I'm a big fan of Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, I threw my first college touchdown pass. Okay. to Keith Brown. Yeah, nine eighty nine H balloon. Oh, it was the play tough. down down their sideline? Touchdown! I love no it. route! It was, I love it. It was mop up duty. We were up, so yeah.
1: I remember that game. I went. That was my first away travel. I I didn't play. I was on the sideline watching, but. It it was a good travel for me, for sure. Well, you
0: know, it it was kind of like Mac Jones got in against New Mexico State and got some reps with the once. That was a great— He was up there with the one offensive line, Jerry Judy, Devontae, Henry, all the guys were in there. So you get a little bit of real-life action. Now, obviously, he's not going to be the guy, but if something were to happen, that's kind of what I was doing. I got in there with Keith Brown. I was like, this guy's really fast. The guy over him is is not as fast as Keith, so let's put it up. Let's give him a shot.
1: Yeah, simple simple addition right there. That's if, well, <laughs> no, it's like
0: it's like rugs. you know, if you just find the fast guy, get it, get him the
1: ball. And let him do their work, man, for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, like you said, going up to South Carolina, you have great memories there. I've never played in, in, in that stadium, but, you know, just knowing the history, you know, of South Carolina and, and what we've had traveling there, I mean, it, it's going to be – you know, a tremendous game. I'm looking forward to seeing our fans in the stadium. Revenge and, and tour. No doubt, man. They got to come and they got to bring it. Let's, let's, let's pack this stadium, screw the game Gamecocks, and let's fill it with Roll Tide all day long. And, and let's bring that energy, man. Let's, let's let our guys know that we're there. For you sound sure. like you're
0: getting jacked up. I like it. I, love,
1: I am too. I love football, man. So when I talk football, like my emotions just kind of – they kind of raise and get better. You know, it's just something about it, something about the game. I've been doing it since I was five. So my mom tells me I've been doing it since I was a kid, bringing – little uh little toys like Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles to breakfast and tackling them on the on the table as yep. a kid so yeah I I love the game You were man. so
0: you've been a DB since the start you've been a DB since well, was
1: guy. I was a running back you know I like scoring touchdowns but you know when I found out that hey we were bringing in the guys that we bring in at running back I thought I had a better <laughs> opportunity <laughs> of going over the defense and getting a chance to play, man. I mean, just imagine Mark Ingram, Glenn Coffey, Trent Richardson, like all those guys flowing in. You made a good decision, whatever yeah. it was. It definitely <laughs> worked out.
0: But we're going up. We're going on the road. First First home opener. I mean, the nice thing about, I think, what our guys have been through now, we've been on the road against Duke, and we can call it a neutral site game, but it was really a road game because you've got to go through the mechanics of of Friday pack or the really the night before you got to start to get ready for this road trip you got to pack your bags then you got to go to class the next day the guys will come in to the facility yeah and then what do 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 we still do the walk through at columbia
1: well no, we'll we'll do a walkthrough in Columbia in the hotel for sure. But we always do something here at the stadium. i uh, not at the stadium, but at the indoor facility. Just to get a sweat going. Yeah, yeah, well, it won't be a sweat. They'll come out in their in their sweats and whatever they're wearing. They'll come out do the walkthrough, the typical walkthrough that we like to do because we don't travel until Friday. Mm-hmm. So they'll do the typical walkthrough that we do on Friday, every single Friday. We'll just move it up. You know, when it's a home game, it's like three forty-five. So it'll probably be noon. You know, one o'clock. But they'll do the typical walkthrough where they're going through different scenarios. Hey, you know, first team kickoff out there. Uh, Henry Ruggs is down, you know, mm-hmm. and guys have to be ready. Like coaches is getting their mind right to understand that you don't know when your number is going to be called. He's making sure guys on the sideline are paying attention. Boom, kicks goes deep. Return to the 20, first defense out, run a couple plays. Offense kind of goes back and forth for a little while.
0: It's kind of like we're, we're simulating a game.
1: Basically, exactly going What would happen on? from kickoff?
0: personnel changes I love it hey this week and and 10 or whatever you know 10 personnel to start running back is going to be Keelan this week or Brian whoever it's going to be changing out so it's more mechanics
1: yeah it's more like exactly more mechanics and just and just focus I think it's coach trying to get the guys to say okay we've practiced all week and with practice, There comes school. There comes family. There comes whatever, hanging out, having a good time, all of that. But now it's Friday. This is your time now to hone in. So mm-hmm. I think that's another. I mean, we're, we're going through the mechanics of the game, but it's also grabbing the guys and their center is all over the place. Now it's taking them and it's honing them in on, hey, it's game time. From Clock here on out. Ticking. It starts ticking. We got 24 hours. So I think that, that that's what's so great about that moment as well. And then they'll fly out to South Carolina, go through their normal meetings that night. Um, and then that next day, they have a another small walkthrough before they hop on the bus to head over, like we used to do. Very similar. And
0: on offense, we would usually, you know, you you try to script the first ten or fifteen plays. So we would go through those first fifteen plays and just try to make sure everybody knows what what to do on any any given situation, whether they blitz, whether they drop everybody in a coverage, or whether they run a new coverage that we've never seen. Those first fifteen plays are so important to the game. It really sets the tone for yeah. everything. Um, and as an offense, we try to we would stick to it as much as we could. I mean, ideally, you go down and run the whole first fifteen on one drive. Yeah. Um, the only time you'd get off the script is if we have a third down, or now we get down to the red zone, you are going to get off of it. But that script could last, you know, two, three the series, series yeah. just because they, they're those plays, those highlighted practice plays mm-hmm. that that you feel good about against what you've seen, um, and whatever is going to happen, you are ready for it. Because I tell you what, the first few games are very tough for a player because we're so used to going back and watching film. Yeah. But now on this team, this year, we've only got two games to film to watch on South Carolina. We've seen what Will Muschamp has done as the head coach and the defensive coordinator and everything – but it, they still have got a lot of things that they probably haven't shown.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a lot that they, they probably haven't shown on their defensive side um, and, and offensively as well. I mean, I, I think they may have pulled out, you know, a lot of things against North Carolina considering they lost that game. They did they, have a test, you're right. Yeah, they had a test early on with those guys. But I, but I also, you know, just like you said, just going into that game, you guys have your your – top 15 that you like to run. And on the defensive side, we understand that they do as well. And we understand who their playmakers are and how they position them. So during that walkthrough for us, before we go to the stadium, that's what that's mostly about. We're, we're making sure that guys understand who these special players are and where they're located. You know, Rico Dowdle, the running back, really, really good player. We have to know where he is on the field at all times. Tavon Fester, running back to transfer from Clemson. Very, very, very elusive and, and and fast player, we have to know where he is as well, you know. So, there's these different scenarios and different formations that we're trying to understand to put that last little bit of hay in the barn to make sure the guys understand the tidbits that, that are gonna, you know, lead to big plays, you know, on their end or on ours. So, I mean, I, that walkthrough, you know, right before we got, hop on the bus to head to the stadium is, is so, so important. So, so important.
0: And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, okay, we're here, everybody's. Bang, bang. Everybody's in together. There's no going back to the room. Once you get to the walkthrough, it's it's game time.
1: Yeah, bring your bags. Bring everything you got because we're about to go in here and lock the doors and get it on. Mm.
0: Who we got to look forward to this week, we like to call these the game wreckers. So we're going to highlight some guys on offense, some guys on defense that have the possibility to wreck the game for Alabama. We we know who our game wreckers are. We've got too many to mention, but they've got a few on the offensive side of the ball that, you know, could come out and, and – do if they're successful, have have a good day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give a couple of guys this game record. How about just a group because th- uh, deservingly so? I'm gonna say the offensive line, the entire group, and the running backs. These guys are gonna be the game records for South Carolina that's going to try and wreck our game. And the reason why I say that is because they're averaging 310 yards a game rushing. They're first in the SEC and eighth in the country. So, I mean, this is going to be a huge test for us. I think we played tremendous last week up front. DJ Dale, Raekwon Davis, you know, Terrell Lewis, those guys, Anthony Jennings, they're doing a great, great job up front. Um, but I think they're they're going to walk into their their first major test because we're, we're looking at, a you know, an older group up front, and like I said, I mean, averaging 310 yards a game on the ground, I understand, you know, they played Charleston um, the, the the week before, Charleston Southern the week before. But still, I mean, that's that's a lot of yards on the ground, and, and that's their emphasis. You can watch the film and tell that's what they're trying to do, so much that they will even bring in an extra lineman into the game and go tackle over and let you know, hey, we're running the ball this way. Right here. Right here. Come get some. And it makes
0: sense because they had a true freshman quarterback that came in after Jake Bentley was injured – with the with the foot injury, he's gonna be out indefinitely. So they've gotta know that, hey, we've got to somehow to protect this guy. Ryan Helenski's the true freshman. He was twenty four of thirty last week, eighty percent of his passes, two hundred eighty two yards, two touchdowns and one interception. So knowing that, hey, if we can have some success on the ground game Get get them into third and manageable, where you know third and less than five. Yeah, they get a chance. Yeah, for they sure.
1: I c- mean, you get third and less than five, like you said, the the playbook is still a little bit open, especially if you third and three, third and four. You know, as a defensive coordinator, I mean yeah, I think they're going to pass it, but they could run it. Could run it. Yeah, I mean, there's so many options on the table, sprint out, you know, so many things that they can do in that moment that that's going to be the game plan for them for sure. Keep it third and manageable so then we leave the playbook wide open so Alabama is not bringing pressure and hitting our young quarterback and and causing them to make mistakes because that's when they're going to catch themselves in a lot of trouble if they're in third and long and can't run the ball for us. So this game is going to be won and lost in the trenches, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's most SEC games, though. Yeah. Or uh, no, that's most football games. Yeah. You've got to control it up front. Mm -hmm. You really do. And they've got a good group. But man, I feel I feel really good. We, the thing too about against playing against New Mexico State, a lot of guys got some reps that usually wouldn't be in there. Phil Mathis, Christian Barmore was in there. Stephen Wynn got a couple tackles. Um, Byron Young had three tackles. So these guys that normally. I mean, they could be contributors this year.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I mean, we expect them to. I mean, one thing that we know about the D line, it's it's not like the secondary. You know, it's 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 rotation by committee, playing eight nine guys. I, yeah, you got to man because those guys are so big. I mean, six seven three twelve. 6'3", three, 308, 6'5", <laughs> 292, just throwing some numbers out there, 6'1", I mean, we can't expect these type of guys to play 65, 70 snaps in a game. We have to be able to have some depth. And so, like you said, man, it was some invaluable lessons learned last, last week with Christian Balmore, you know, Phil Mathis getting opportunity to play a lot, and Byron Young, too, who are going to be guys that are going to have to rotate in and fill in as the season goes on and we get in more – depth of this sec play because it's going to come down to more physical play downhill type football and these guys are going to have to be able to sustain themselves mm. so i think that was very 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 valuable for those guys to get the opportunity that they got last week yeah lebron ray got in there he had two tackles one sack we know
0: he's going to be a playmaker good to see been, him back too man yeah he's yeah. a big guy
1: he is man he missed all training count with you know some things some issues injury wise but great great kid man there's not a there's not a better kid on on, on this roster than lebron ray um, I'm looking forward to him, you know, really coming into his own and having a big year as he continues to get healthier as the year goes on. I had to throw that in there. Madison's finest. That's what that's I. That's right. That's it. That's up in your neck of the woods.
0: Although you're back here in Tuscaloosa now, he's an Alabama guy. We like it. we like everybody, but we're we're both from the state, so we're partial to our Alabama people. And then on defense, a couple guys: Javon Kenlaw. He's their defensive tackle, six six. Speaking of big guys, six six three ten. He had a Sack, he had a tackle for loss last week. On the year, he's got two sacks. He's got a quarterback hurry. Possible first-round draft pick by a lot of people. He's from Charleston, South Carolina. Shh, he's got kids after the pass. Um, and I tell you what, one of the things, and you've been hearing it all week, is the, the Alabama offensive line didn't have a great game week one, and I, don't, I think they had a worse game week two. I,
1: I have to agree with you, man.
0: Um, you we know. had some injuries, and some guys are moving around. But right now, I think that's the biggest – Co- not question mark, but calls for concern if you're just if you're going through watching the Alabama tape. Yeah, it's gotta be.
1: it is. I mean, because I mean that's where our identity has been set for so many years. I mean, that's who we've been. We Our offensive line and defensive line has set the tone for us week in and week out. Um, and, you know, not being able to, to convert on some third and shorts, first and goals, you know, and down in the red zone. And then, you know, just the quarterback pressures and hits that Tua, you know, got hit on a couple of times. Yeah, he made some great throws, and there were big plays. So, you know, nobody really noticed it. But there was a lot of times we were picking him up off the ground after he made those throws. It's just like
0: body punches from a boxer, you know. I mean, yeah. one – one is not bad, but right. over the course of a year, those things just add up. Yeah, totally,
1: totally and add as up.
0: Mobile as he is, and being a dual threat guy, and two is his best when he scares you just as much as when he pulls it down, like he did against New Mexico on running the touchdown in. If if he's got a nick, or you know, like last year had a had a you know a knee issue. That changes his game. It really does. Yeah, it
1: does. I mean, it, and it does change his game, like you said, because he's, he's a dual thro- uh, quarterback. He can get out of the pocket. He can use his legs to get away from guys. Um, and when he can't do that, it definitely changes his mindset. You can tell. Um, so it's going to be big for us. Like you said, Javon Kinlaw, it's going to be big to make sure that we're, we got our hands on him, know where he is at all times, man. I mean, he's a defense lineman, like you said, six six three ten. I mean, he wears number three. So that lets you, you know be good. he's a baller. Gotta like, be good. What defensive lineman wears a single digit? They they don't just can't get play. those out. They don't. Like, number three, like, that's a good player's number. <laughs> like, so he's a baller. We got to find him each and every play and make sure we got hands on him. So, you know, I'm looking for Landon Dickerson, you know, who's going to be the center for us probably again this week. Um, he's going to have his hands full. But, man, this grad transfer guy. Is uh, is phenomenal. I'm looking forward to him, you know, stepping up to the plate with that one. For I sure. love you,
0: set threes. You got to be a playmaker to wear. Got to be a baller, man. I mean, that's either uh, like a DB number or receiver. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at. I'm like,
1: how did he get? I'm like, number three is that game type record? Right? Game, game record, record. right? That's it.
0: <laughs> they knew it. We know it. Everybody knows it. And we got to. We just got to look out for him. I think though, Alabama's got to. We're gonna be able to throw the ball, yes. obviously. Yes, but we got to be able to run the ball between the tackles and just line up and just get downhill. And impose our will. Yeah. That's one of the things Saban always says is we gotta impose our will on the other team. And it's not like this is a mythical creature that, that exists where we say, oh, everybody's on scholarship. No, you can really do it. You can go out there against SEC and just beat the other person oh, yeah. over and over and over. I think our defense has it right now, the mindset right on up front. I don't know if our offensive guys. I think it's because it's not that they're not talented enough they're just still working
1: through it yeah yeah. chemistry on the offensive line takes a long time for sure it, it does and like you said we've had you know some chemistry I guess you can say not necessarily issues but we've had injuries you know Emil Ekior um, got hurt last week you know CEO Chris Owens got hurt last week so right there we're rotating guys on the offensive line and now it's a whole new group trying to find chemistry amongst each other so I think it's Not so much important that we run the ball well, you know, next this week just for this game, but just for the longevity of our season as we get into more depth and deeper and deeper into this schedule, man, we're going to have to be able to to run the ball late in games like say it's a close game against LSU down the road and we get it with four minute four minute offense we know we're going to run the ball. So this South Carolina game is an opportunity, you know, for us to continue to build on on that mold to know that when it comes down to it, that we got to be able to put the ball in Najee Harris or Brian Robinson or Keelan Robinson's hands, and they can get the first down and we can move the chains without having to put it in the air and stop the clock. Well,
0: one of the things in the first game against Duke, and Coach Saban said in the press conference was, we gave up three points right before half because we had a third one. Mm -hmm couldn't get it on third down, didn't get it on fourth down, so then they hit a big play, and it leads to points. That's what happens when you can't read the, run the ball. It just directly impacts. leads to points.
1: No doubt, every single time. I mean, it impacts the defense, like you said, and it's going to lead to points, especially if you're getting stopped on a third and one. Guess what happens, right? I heard it last night watching the Monday night football game. They were talking about Drew Brees mm-hmm. and how he's so big on momentum. Like he's like momentum is the biggest thing that you can have in a game. You know, when you're playing this game of football. And in the first drive, they were driving down, he threw an interception right in the red zone. And as he's coming out that next series, and there the, the announcers were talking this and like they were saying the things that Drew Brees had told them as they sat down for production. He's just saying momentum. Like you gotta always grab the momentum, keep the momentum, and continue to push the momentum in this game because it has ebbs and flows. So true. Yeah, man. So I think, you know, when you when you get stopped on third and one or get stopped on fourth and one, it's it's not so much of, oh man, we lost it and they got the ball back. The momentum of the whole game just shifted because you gave them an inner energy and an inner you know, belief in themselves that they may not have had beforehand that you could have put the nail in the coffin and finished that game, but not getting that first down and giving Duke an opportunity to drive down and kick a field goal gives them more life. No doubt. You know, so yeah, the momentum is huge. I've never
0: heard that, and that makes so much sense. And that's why also turnovers are such a big deal because yes. you immediately take it away. And yes. Alabama's been so, so damn good this year in turnovers. Right now we've got four gained, one fumble, three interceptions. Excuse me, that's South Carolina's defense. We've got six games, three fumbles, and three interceptions.
1: That's big. I mean, in two games, you know, so that's that's averaging three turnovers a game. And, you know, this is a big emphasis for us. We talk about turnovers each and every week. You're plus one. I think it was like – 80% 80% you win the game, plus 2 that's like 90%, plus 3 it was like almost 100%, 100%. that you're going to win that game and that's what we are right now, if you mm-hmm. look at the numbers, we're plus 3, you know in the turnover margin with our guys and if we can continue to do that, plus 5 actually in the turnover margin, I mean that's going to continue to cause us to have wins and it's going to make up for those third and ones, fourth and ones that we don't get, we haven't been able to, to to sustain drives the way we want it to. Those turnovers are giving us, you know, that extra push on the back end to give us the you know, the position we need to have to win these games. But if you think about it, plus three in turnovers in a the game, there's there's
0: 12, maybe 12 drives in a game. So yeah. Th- so then you, you're you starting with only nine chances wow. to score. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. That's big. It really is. I mean, turnovers is always the number one on the offensive goal board. I know it's number one on defense always. On goal board. If you can get turnovers and not turn the ball over, you, you're setting yourself up for a chance to win.
1: Right, for sure. And, I mean, what we watch each and every week, and I know I've talked about it every week, We we emphasize this. This is the first thing we do in practice every single day they do turnover drill whether it's stumble bomb you know two on one tackle trying to rip it out sideline tackle I mean there's just different emphasis to where we're, we're talking about this because we know how important it is how much it changes the game plan um, and changes the momentum of the game when you get a turnover like that Um, and speaking of momentum I'm just you know going through my paper right here and I had to look at you know a special guy that had a huge play that that Changed the momentum. It got called back, but Jalen Waddle, man, mm. this guy is going to change the momentum in a lot of games this year, and I can't wait to watch him do it, man. He that punt return that he had, I know it got called back, and it you know didn't didn't last for us, but every single time he touches the ball, it's like. Uh. You get excited. I I'm think the Jerry, line, like, did Jerry? Did
0: you say that this week during the press conference? I didn't too? hear. He's yeah, like,
1: we all like watching it when he gets the ball. I love it. Uh, I'm like Javier, you my boy, but you better watch out. He coming for that record. He did. He looked like Javier back there getting he, the punt. You better <laughs> watch it around. out. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking for that record, man. He's got some fire in his eyes when he what catches is the that re- ball. You know the, what is the record? Uh, I think touchdowns in in uh, in a career was five for Javier, six? It was something like that. I'm not 100%, but he holds the SEC record for touchdowns and punt returns. At some point, people are going to stop kicking the ball. Right to him. and New Mexico's tried to do it, but we made an adjustment. Great adjustment. You talked about it during the game. Great adjustment by Jeff Banks. I mean, when teams are doing what they were doing, we call those rugby-style kicks. You see them all the time in the NFL with these great returners because they're not trying to give them an opportunity to return the ball. So you shuffle to the right or left, whatever side the kicker is, and they're kicking an end-over-end kick low to the ground. They wanted to hit the ground and begin the roll so the guy can't field it properly we did a great job of adjusting to that and saying hey let's put two returners back let's not worry about blocking the center or blocking you know some guy that isn't going to make the tackle let's put two returners back one of them deep the other one shallow enough to where he can make the adjustment off of that and Jalen Waddle got another another opportunity yeah it wasn't a big return but I mean he's 14.6 yards a return this season man is it's awesome it's his fifth in it in, in in college football mean, um, I mean I just I continue to see him get better and better at it as and, the, as the season goes and on. And one of the things too,
0: if they don't want to do the rugby kick when he does make that adjustment
1: yeah. and you've got Diggs in the back. Good
0: luck hey, kicking that, it down. That kid can make a miss too now. Yes, sir. He came in as a uh receiver. Yeah. Transitioned to DB. And when he's elusive when he gets the ball in his
1: hands. Oh, man, he, he looks like a natural. Um, looks like his brother a little bit when he yep. gets the ball in his hands. It in is, for jeans. sure. He's an athlete, man. So he's special at what he does back there um, when he gets the opportunity to return it. But what I love about him, he, he's been special at corner for us so far. I mean, he's he's been coming up, throwing his head in there, making some hits. Um, had a big interception in week one. And, you know, just week in and week out, man, he, he has this focus about him that he knows, like, this is my time. Mm-hmm. You know, I've switched over from offense to defense, and I didn't get a chance to play as much as I wanted to early on. Then I got hurt last year, you know, as as I was having a pretty decent season. You know, this is it. You know, I'm I'm on this ride for one last time, and I'm excited to watch him because he, he's been taking things seriously, you know, so much so that he's, like, coaching guys and talking to guys on the field. Um, he's a lockdown, you know, first-round, second-round tight talent, man, when he's really locked in, man. Very, very special at what he does. let hope he stays healthy, hopes he keeps it going. We were talking about momentum. If you're going up
0: to Columbia, if you're making the trip with the Tide, National Alumni Association for Alabama is hosting a tailgate. Tailgate with the Tide, September 14th. It's from 11 to 2 at Seawells. It's 1125 Rosewood Drive. There's an open bar. There's an adults. or 50 bucks. Um, seventy dollars for the open bar, fifty dollars for adults. Twelve and under is only thirty dollars. But you, could, the tailgate will feature game day buffet. TVs will be all over the place to watch other games. They'll be giving away Bama swag. There'll be special appearances swag swag. from uh, UA guest, and this is all included with the ticket. I've been to a bunch of them. Usually, when I I might even stop by. As I was this like time. gonna say, I'm gonna stop by that one. It's good. I mean, it's it's as good as it gets. They're they're inside, so it's not gonna be hot outside yeah you can go to alumni.ua.edu to purchase your tickets you don't have to be a part you don't have to be an alumni to go you just go on there they're hosting it um it's a great way to meet a bunch of Alabama fans in a foreign place
1: yeah man it's it's awesome I mean I I love that environment we travel well you know our fans are going to be there probably going to be, you know, a lot of former guys in town who The prob- place is
0: rented out by us. So oh, it's awesome. the alumni is going to it's going to be nothing but us. So yeah. go to alumni.ua.edu to purchase your tickets.
1: Come on through. I'll let um, your
0: boy. And then man, I'm I'm looking so excited for this game. One of the things though I want to talk about before we go cuz yeah. we don't have too much more time. Okay. Tennessee didn't look good. Dang. My dog threw it. I know we all and and it's tough to say that, you know, cuz nobody likes Tennessee around here, but I Pru- like Pruitt. Everybody loves Pruitt. Yeah. And that's why I think <laughs> I mean I was with Pruitt in high school, so we're boys. And I know you're boys with him, he coached you. Yeah. Man, you got to you got to play prevent at the end of the game when you're up and you you got the lead and they're backed up basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was tough, man, you know. And then, you know, just the first couple of weeks just, you know, losing the way that they are um to the teams that they've lost to you know it's just been really tough and i you know i think you know if anybody can write the ship it's him i believe in him still um he's he's a hard coach um he he knows what he's talking about so i mean that, that's what's so hard about it he understands the game of football um, he's good yeah, I, I think
0: he's going to get it right but man you,
1: you got a have, tough
0: schedule coming up oh know? yeah
1: it's going to get going to get it's not getting easy, any yeah, easier Yeah, any, any lot more muddier before he cleans it all up for sure um it all just comes down you know how how the alums feeling and how how much they have how much confidence they have in him um, you know but I just, I just think he, he has to stick to you know the fundamentals of what got him the job you well, know who he was when he got there who he was here at Alabama who he was at Hoover that's thats who he's been and transcended him you know to the position he is now uh, I, I don't have any worries about him you know I, I hate to see him doing bad but I, I can't say that I hate to see Tennessee doing bad right it's a double-edged sword <laughs> it is man I'm kind of I don't even know how to even handle this portion it's, of what we're talking about well here, here here's a, here's
0: a <laughs> Tough, even tougher pill to swallow. Next, they got Chattanooga. Then they go to Florida. Then they got Georgia. After that, <sighs> Mississippi State, who I think is going to surprise the people. They're looking good. And then, then they come to Tuscaloosa.
1: That's a, a goal. Like, like my man said, and taking good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Oh,
0: good luck! That's exactly right. Then you know Auburn hung on against Tulane, twenty-four to six. So they didn't have what Bo they Nicks. wanted to. Bo Nix against Oregon, they still got a true freshman. We know we get some true freshman growing pains. Man, Texas A&M did not look good against Clemson. No,
1: man, Clemson dominated that game. Man, 20, they twenty-four really look, to
0: ten. They look, learned some stuff from the first time they played. Over.
1: For sure, they looked like the number one team in the country. Yeah, you know, when they you go on the
0: road and handle, or you you get a, at home, uh, They're at home, but a good team coming in. But I tell you what. LSU scored 45 against the Longhorns. I think they got him a quarterback now.
1: Yeah, man. Joe Burrow, this kid is slinging it around, man, like no other. 45 points, like you said, on the road in Texas. I mean, I was talking to someone, you know, that week that, like, you know, this is huge for LSU because, I mean, they get a chance to be battle-tested early on. And now they have confidence in themselves that, hey, we can go on the road in a hostile environment, a top-10 team of Texas, and knock them off and – they're believing now they're going to be able to, to run their schedule and do the same thing when they come to Brian Denny, you know. So I think that was a, a huge momentum, you know, for them to grab that game in this fashion and style they did. I guess the only thing not, you know, for them, forty five thirty eight, that was. They play some Big 12-type defense there, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, 500 get yards. get 38 points. Yeah, that's Expect a lot of to points. to win. Yeah.
0: 45 tough points is, is not sustainable. No, that's right. very get tough to the get. SEC, so Unless you, you got two at quarterback. Unless you got two, which we do. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, though. Joe Burrow was 31 of 39, 471 yards. Wow. Four touchdowns, one interception. But you just said it. Play a tough team early. We did it in 2008 versus Clemson. Very true. Let you know what kind of team you got. Yeah. And if you win it, you're like – we got some confidence Let's now. get it. We don't care who we're playing. We could go on the road. We got to come to Tuscaloosa this year. We're it, just getting ready for it now.
1: Right. They're just saying it don't even matter. It don't even matter. But, yeah, it, it was a big win. Big win for them. SEC West is shaping up to be pretty strong. Oh, guys. it's going to be fun to watch, Auburn, man. It's going to be fun LSU. to call. It's going to be exciting, man. It really is. No better way, man, to get through this. And I, I think it will help our team, too. I think, you know, last year –
0: I mean seeing, seeing the other teams around the league having success, having
1: success, being really good, and then just us being tested. You know, I, I, yeah, we got tested a little bit in our schedule last year, but if we go back and really just look at our schedule and, and the games we played, we pretty much manhandled and dominated most of our competition until we got to the playoffs. That's it. So I think that really, really played a factor you know, in a daily approach and, and how to be able to take that punch that we took from Clemson early on and being able to battle back because we hadn't had to do that yet. No. So I think, you know, with LSU being as good as they are, you know, with Mississippi State going to have a, a decent team, Auburn, you know, on the road is always going to be a test, you know, and then, the, you know, ultimately hopefully we make it to the SEC championship. Like we're going to have some, some real, real tests to test this ball club to make us, you know, be who we think we are. You know, yes. so so I'm I'm excited to to see that as we, we you grow into the flourishing of you know who this Alabama 2019 team is going to be. It's going to be a fun season.
0: We're just getting started. We want to y'all subscribe to this podcast at Alabama Insiders. Um, we're the captains. Corner podcast, Rashad's not letting me go though. We're not signing off yet. I can't,
1: I can't man. We got one more topic. I know we've <laughs> talked all college football. I love it. Let's go there. I need your opinion, man. What is up with this Antonio Brown situation, bro? Like, literally, talk to your boy.
0: I hey, if I'm thirty Tom, m's, man. If, if I'm Tom Brady, though, I'm licking my chops. Yeah. I'll take him. I'll take him all day long. The is guy you, makes plays. He does. He, he, he makes it, plays. I mean, it was it, a
1: train wreck in it, Oakland. Every play is gonna be on Instagram. <laughs> uh, he's this gonna have to play. Book out on Snapchat before the game even starts. I didn't think about it. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah, so so it's not good. I mean, how is that? I mean, I just want to, how is it going to work? I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. How did it happen and how is it going to work? For one, he signed a contract, $30 million if he plays week one, which was, which was yesterday. And Said he. Are you going to walk away from thirty million? I ain't walking away from thirty dollars, <laughs> much less thirty million. <laughs> <Like> so <laughs> pay me what Guaranteed you owe me. Guaranteed, like they said in Catlett Records. Pay me what you owe me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he mean, took a pay cut, but I, he's going to the past. and he's going to get him a Super Bowl ring. So maybe you know, all this was because he wanted to be a champion. He maybe he felt something in Oakland. It said this isn't really what I thought it was going to be. I need to get out of here and go be a champion somewhere else. Because, I mean, there was a lot of antics on his side, from the feet to the helmet to the not showing up at practice. And he pointed a lot of fingers at the Raiders, which I'm just like, that was you did a lot of things. Right, look in the mirror. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to be with the Patriots, just come out and say that. I would have had more respect for you to say that than to pull the antics that you did to get to where you're going. Just say, hey, I don't want to be here from the beginning, cut me. I made a bad decision. I know y'all want me to be here. Just let me go. And they put up with it a long time. They put they, up with a, b- a bunch of stuff. I thought the helmet thing was a
0: joke Yeah. at first. Turns out it wasn't. He was serious. <laughs> Do you think Tom Brady, Bill, Bill Belichick,
1: puts up with that? They can't, man. They're not going to. I mean, that's because it goes against who Their they are. DNA. Who, they, yeah, DNA. the pedigree of who they've, who they've been, who they are, and, and what has encompassed New England Patriot Championships. It's never been – about anybody but the team Tom Brady I mean they like they said I mean it's been candid conversations people on ESPN to come in and say hey I've been in the locker room with you know Bill Belichick coming in on game day after a game and he's ripping Tom Brady's ass like he's on his head like and I can't imagine a guy that has been as you know self-centered and just focused on himself as much as Antonio Brown has been to be able to go in there and take that type of you know that type of lashing and, and not respond to it in some type of way. I hope he does. I hope he keeps his mouth shut and I hope he goes up there and plays tremendous football and and, and does everything he he's capable of doing because this guy, you know, can put on a yellow jacket when it's all said and done. He's going to have a possibility of being a Hall of Famer. But if he looks ahead of himself, he's going to see the trend transcend down to himself just like it did with Terrell Owens. This guy was a first ballot Hall of Famer who Ironically, didn't act the way everybody wanted him to act as far as a player. Nowhere near as bad as what Antonio Brown is doing. No, but he definitely had his antics that made the media people not like him and pushed him back further. And being, you know, a Hall of Famer sooner than he, than he wanted to be. So these are things down the road that I mean, I think Antonio Brown is seeing the the results of like the positive of the moment now. Right. But is he looking down the road to see how this is really gonna affect not only him? You know, the way that we live nowadays, man. What I do is a reflection of my wife. It's a mm-hmm. reflection of my kids. My kids got to go to school. like So there's different things that are going to filter out of this to other people in my life, and I got to make sure I'm making decisions that are going to be positive for them as well. So I guess that's the only thing I got to say out of that. I'm just not sure how this is going to trickle down, down the road, and for the people that are around him that you know have to deal with someone acting the way that he acted.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully it figures You out. Know, it's going to be a fun NFL season. We're just getting started this season too, so – it's going to be great. Let's do it. Let's Roll keep tied. it going. Alabama Insiders is the channel. This is the Captain's Corner podcast. I'm at J.P. Wilson 14. He's at Rashad, Rashad Johnson. Johnson
1: 26 on Instagram and Rashad Johnson on Twitter. I can't wait to eat one of these bone-in I know. Thank you for our sponsors, uswellnessmeats.com. Remember to enter promo
0: code BAMA for 15% off your next order. Check out the National Alumni Association for their tailgate on game day up in Columbia, and we'll be back next week. Roll Tide. This has been the Captain's Corner. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Crimson Tide Sports Network.